deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Hey everybody, I'm Will Friedle. I'm Chrissy Carlson Romano. And welcome to I Hear Voices. It's a podcast that we're also filming on my YouTube channel and it's going to be every week where we're interviewing the most iconic voiceover actors of all time. That's right. We're going to be able to put some of the names with the faces and the faces with the voices of all the people that you grew up watching from some of the most iconic animated characters in the history of television and film. Who's our guest today? Our guest today, we are starting big, folks. We are starting really, really big. Uh, let's say Bugs Bunny. Let's say Daffy Duck. Let's say Tweety, Por- Bird. Tweety Bird. Let's say Marvin the Martian. Let's say G.I. Joe. Let's say G.I. Joe. Let's wait, say wait, 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 Space no. there's, Jam. There's too many to count. We can't. Eric Bowser is here. Let's get into it. I hear voices. You know who we're here with? We're here with Eric Bowser. Yeah, I do. Are we? Yeah. Okay, and good. so do you, we by the are, way. Uh, you play everyone. Well, you know, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I I am lucky to just at the uh, bef- the before times to leave the house. Yes, we uh, we call uh, uh, we call B, uh, BCT here BCT. before COVID BCT. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say everyone because there's. There's so many roles for everyone. Yes, I, but and, you play most of them, <laughs> which is the joy of it. This is the, the wonderfulness. Well, I mean, at, at least the ones that um, I like to say helped raise me as a child. Which yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Well, first of all, I would read, we'll get into uh, some of your your uh, credits here. Um, I'd read them all, but we've only got an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Um, reading Eric Bowser's credits is like reading, you know, Jay Leno's car list. <laughs> it's like you, there should be four, but there's 800. Which, by the way, thing. you could catch him every Tuesdays eating a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A in Burbank. Really? I, I learned you, this. Every single Tuesday? Well, actually, uh, sad story, happy story. An uncle of mine passed away recently. Oh, that is sad. That's the sad part. Okay. The good, the good part is that he was a hoarder just like me. And when he left, <laughs> he left all of his things behind, including this uh, old junker of a car, which was a 1968 Pontiac uh, GTO oh, with the top down, yeah. uh, that Beautiful actually car. transported him from Toronto, Ontario, Canada in in the, the late 60s, early 70s to LA. And he's the very same uncle that told me that I should move here to work in voiceover. So special guy. So when he passed away, um, 
you know, it wasn't like it was left for anyone. Right. It was just left. <laughs> it was just left behind. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, I I talked to my other uncle who lives very far away in a land called Orange County. And <laughs> so I was like, far. does anyone want? Yeah, you need a passport and an extra pair of I underwear. I just came from there. Uh, well, yeah. that's why it was the magic two degrees warmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's magic. A, it's an entirely... You get the fake passport. <laughs> yes. The, the genie passport. pass, they call it now. The genie pass? Exactly. It's called a ge- no more fast passes. It's called a genie pass. Wow. <laughs> you would think they'd go with Lightning McQueen pass. You yes. Think, uh, you would think. Genius. You know? One one of the roles that you didn't play. Uh, yeah. You know, or yet. do you on the show? Not yet. You know, I know. This is the, the way of the voiceover artist is we start five conversations at the same time. I know. So, exactly. The, I, the car. The GTO. I, I'll, I'll go back in order. So the car, I, I asked my other uncle, is anyone, what are we doing with this thing? And, and they, he pretty much said, it's all yours if you want. You know, okay. this thing, it was not in pieces, but it was definitely, it, it is in pieces love. As now. we said, as a car yeah. person, you say you need some love. Yes. You need some love. It, it was a, a fixer upper. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, but talking about Disney, I think you're born on one side of the fence, the Disney side or the Warner Brothers side. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like I'm talking to do Dis- two Disney kids quite No, possibly. actually, I was a very big Looney Tunes. Were you? Me yeah. Too. Me yeah. too, I have to say, me too. Wow. My butt was parked yeah. in front of the TV for hours, and I was yeah. watching Looney Tunes. Yeah. And then it became, like, more of the Ren and Stimpy, you know. Bugs Bunny, Bunny Woody the Nickelodeon Woodpecker, kind of. Woody Woodpecker was my jam growing up. Wow. Yeah, until I, until I got a little older and found G.I. Joe, which you've done which both of those. Which he's also done. Um, but until I found G.I. Joe at like seven or eight, Woody Woodpecker was my thing. That was yeah. it. Love really? Woody Woodpecker, yeah. I didn't Absolutely. know that. He was, he was a troublemaker. Loved Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, and I was kind of like, is he a Looney Tune? Is he a, a Hanna-Barbera character? I couldn't tell. He was his own little thing. And, and not even like um, like Jay Ward cartoons, like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Sure. Right. They kind of look like, I like Hanna-Barbera. Too. Yeah. Very yeah, limited yeah. style. Yeah. But Woody kind of was in that era of like, Full animation until like it hit the 90s and then it was a little bit more limited. And yeah. Now it's like very rare that you would get like full animation coming from Woody, unless Woody Woodpecker's a feature film. So. When you say limited for those out there that may not be. Yeah. So like full animation, like classic Looney Tunes, where it's like they spent like nine months making one of those animated shorts, the seven minute ones. Yeah. Right, right. What's Opera Doc or any of like the classic ones. Yeah. And none of that was sent overseas. That was all done in Hollywood in Burbank. All by hand. All, all hand by drawn. Hand. Yeah. No CG. Yeah, nothing. And, you know, us modern artists looked to that as reference. And I'm like, what were they looking at when they were making these cartoons? What kind of things were they? Voices in their head. (laughs) That's what they were doing. They were listening to the voices in their head. They probably did like a lot of uh, unfiltered tobacco smoking indoors. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Asbestos in the ceiling. Drinking at 11 a.m. Probably Uh, back in the day. That's their inspiration. Yeah. Well, actually, do you have have any sort of like, has anyone really brought you into how Mel sort of conceived of all of that or well, I mean, what his process uh, not, was not i mean i think we all have been a part of that process if we're talking about an original idea yes sure uh in that sense uh yes if there was an original cartoon show with original characters uh, i'm thinking about something like uncle grandpa which was kind of like yeah a very wacky whimsical yep. cartoon network type show totally new i played a talking fanny pack named <laughs> belly bang like you do and uh i was like i wonder what his you know like what a talking fanny pack would sound like <laughs> and my inspiration for that was like what i would sound like if i were a muppet character okay so i kind of had this weird voice that sounded like this that he he immediately became the Lisa Simpson of the show. Like no one liked him. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, in all fairness, like, no one really likes fanny packs. Right? I well, like fanny packs. They're coming back apparently. According gonna, to my wife, there's going to be a big. I see one in the in the, in the back there. I yeah. like okay. fanny they're coming packs. Back. So they're that coming is, back. That's apparently. a fanny and a half pack. That's it's a big exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> you could put some VHS cassettes. That was in a big there. one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, in that sense, yes, original. But as far as legacy characters, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you kind of just want to stay as close to the original character as possible only because so many people, especially if we're talking about Bugs, who's like 81 years old, yeah. they all know him like they know like a relative. Right? Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, like Well, helped raise generations, Bugs right. Bunny. Helped to right. raise generations of kids. Yeah. It's Again, if you're looking at the... Warner Brothers side, or you're looking at it's the equivalent of Mickey right. Mouse, you know. Yeah, it's, Mouse, it's, absolutely. You know, you look at Disney someone like equivalent. Jim Jim Cummings and Winnie the Pooh. Yep. It's like it, it's pretty insane, like how amazing uh, some of uh, my inspirational, uh, you know, who I look up to, 
like the Billy Wests or the the sure. Jim Cummings of the world, or you know, even someone like Tara Strong who does Rocky now for Rocky and Bullwinkle. Sure, you know, yeah. she does she does her best voice match to June Foray. Yeah, but let's go into the beginning. Well, that's the thing I wanted yeah. to talk to you about because you didn't start as a voice actor. You you started as an artist, didn't you? I started out uh, as a production assistant, and okay. then I slowly started to move away from that into like kind of production manager. Uh, I know how a photocopier works. Um, <laughs> pretty good at that. Uh, nice. Changing the Xerox cartridges. But uh, yeah, like production assisting and then like editing. I was doing, I was editing animatics oh, and wow. sound effects. Had you had any schooling prior though? Yes. Like um, when your uncle told you to come down to California. It was basically to fix and take care of his lawn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he saw that I could actually draw. That you were draw. doing voices while you were like, doing that. He's like, what is that, a pencil? Uh, <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was because he knew that I liked to draw and, I, and, and that was a hobby. Uh-huh. You know, we're talking about like middle school, elementary school is when he first started sending me newspaper. I still have all these LA Times newspaper clippings of like how well the Little Mermaid did in the box office you right, know right. like here's something that you might find interesting and this I, and could I be a thing you should come down here right so he like, was like yeah. your mentor kind of yeah. yeah you know aside from the support of my parents who were you know you're talking about immigrants from the philippines that were like a, 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 trying to find a better life sure. and at that time you know late 60s early 70s and i'm sure you can attest from your folks advice the better job was go to school become a lawyer become a doctor yeah uh, that's you know, all we got that's much. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. All we need Very are lawyers and parents that go, go to become college, an actor. Go into debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have yeah. no job after yeah. the recession. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, fix people or sue people. That's yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that was it. Were your parents first generation? Yeah. Okay. They, they were. They were born and raised. I was not. I was born in Toronto. Uh, I I've never been to the Philippines. If I went. I would stick out like a sore thumb, I'm sure. So you were interested. <laughs> like that guy eats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were interested in animation then? You you were yes. watching do you remember watching your first Bugs Bunny cartoon or your yeah. first Looney Tunes? And it you know, again, eighties and nineties, right? We were exposed to some of the first waves of Looney Tunes in syndication. Yeah. So it was kind of like a Saturday morning thing where you're like, wow, like these are really good cartoons. And then they would be Shown right next to, you know, like the 80s PLC, they call them program length commercials, which yeah. are kind of like, I mean, DuckTales was really cool because it was like comic strip based. No, but you're talking more talking talking about Joe, the G.I. Joe's and the Transformers, Mask. which which we worked yeah, on. Yeah, He-Man, uh, all and, that kind of stuff. Let's yes. sell the toys. Yeah, and, sure. and boy did it work. I even mean, Jem, I, even Jem even Jem had a know. toy line. And so everything. were you, yeah. when you Shira. were a kid yeah. then, Shira was great. Were you, Silverhawks, we could get into that. So <laughs> when, when you were a kid then, were you more Bugs Bunny or were you more G.I. Joe Transformers Mask? Yeah, It would have to be like a photo film Finish. It would have to yeah. be like a two-way tie because okay. I, I liked it all. Like for the most part, like they didn't really have many Bugs Bunny or Looney Tunes toys. I no. think I had one bendable Bugs Bunny toy. Yeah, yeah they didn't really. Uh, no, they had the Smurfs. They had, they Smurfs, had the little solid Smurfs. Right. Yeah, they had like a lot kind of, of Smurfs. The, the, the PVC kind yeah. of like. And you'd go yeah. buy as many as you could and you'd had like, you get the Smurf Village and somebody would be like, here's Gargamel. And you'd be like, eh, I don't really want that one. <laughs> um, but that's what you, but it was all the toys were all the action, awesome. Yes. G.I. Joe. Yes. Again, sure. we talk about all this kind of stuff where you yeah. needed every little figure and then you'd lose the gun in like yeah. two seconds. And But yeah, I mean, I liked it all. But definitely, like, there was something magical to me about Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes and, mm -hmm. and just the characters. There were such solid characters, like, yeah. you know, and, and it was such a simple setup, too. I think that's what it was. It was very easy to, to really, I think, sink your teeth into. Uh, and that's why it's tough when you watch some of these classic characters try to expand and... You know, and again, I'm guilty. I'm I'm part of almost all the reboots, seeing it in different variations. You know, I've been a part of Looney Tunes in a big feature film. I've been a part of Looney Tunes in a in a, a Jordan Nike shoe commercial, and I've been a part of Looney Tunes where it's a 22 minute like animated sitcom where sure you know Bugs and Daffy are roommates in in a neighborhood. So, so. what's different? And you're both of them, right? Not me. That was actually Jeff Bergman. It was. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. uh, Mr. Jeff Bergman, who was like one of the the first guy to. 
I would have to say again uh, another if, if you're a nerd like me and you and you keep a Rolodex oh, he is. of Don't uh, worry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm working on my nerd dumb though. She's working yeah. on no, it. I'm trying to become a nerd. You're, you're in between that's two what... nerds should be the name between of the show. No, that's one of the cool yeah. things. One of the reasons we did this is because she's like we're doing it's the 20th anniversary of Kim Possible and Congratulations Thank to you. you guys by the way. And we're Which talking is... about all that and then she's doing Big Hero 6 and then we're talking about animation and I'm going off a nerd and she's like, "You know, for the, all the animation I do, I don't really know much about it." And I was like, yeah. "Aha!" <laughs> So you're like the Charlie Adler type who like I'm sitting there talking to Charlie Adler at a session nerding out about like Tiny Toons. He's like, I don't care. I just, t- you know, I, I hang my coat up and I go, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. The, you know, and that's a great way I to live. I do care. It's a great way to live. I care like, because you're right. It is probably a great way to live. But we love like to talk I, about nerdums and I will get and married fandoms. and buried in this Dino yeah, exactly, t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> that, which is how I'm. I uh, loved- you got nerddom. The the uh, what was that from? Flintstones. Yeah, the there Flintstones. <laughs> I love the cave people. Bam Bam and Dino. We're I forgot about it. it. You know We're what it working was? On it. You know what? You know what though? Here's the thing. Okay, my childhood was was kind of wrapped up in the theater. So I kind of say that I'm a theater nerd. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of exposure to. I didn't have that extra afternoon time. A lot of time it was after I came home. And I you remember- had friends. Go ahead, say it. You no, had friends. No, I didn't have friends. we did not. No, uh, no, so no. our I, friends were on the TV. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> I think it was because I was going back and forth because I started at, at six. And so I was back and forth on the train a lot. So I didn't have access to TV until I got home and it was about six o'clock at night and my mom went straight to the kitchen to make dinner for everybody. And at that time- But Looney Tunes was, was in syndication. Sti- yeah, I okay. wasn't six. I think I was more like eight, 10 years old, stuff like that. I'm 37 right now, but I'll be 38 in a couple days. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I admitted it. Young people. I admitted it. I Young don't know. people. Oh, Have you seen you my shoes? So they look young. like coffins. Exactly. Like, I got one foot in the ground. You're still younger Stop. than me, though, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah, are we going to go down this road? Are we going to go down this road? We look good, guys. Are we going to? I'm turning uh, 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 43 this year. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to be 46. Okay. Yeah. What in the okay. world? You guys look so dang young. So Why young. is it that guys always age in reverse? It's I don't think the, that's the, true. The, I, I was I looked younger way than you did younger. five years ago. I'm going to steal a friend of mine's joke because uh, it was the greatest joke in the world. She always says, you know, I went to my uh, kindergarten reunion and I was really embarrassed because I put on like 100 pounds. <laughs> And I always thought that was just the greatest thing in the world because we don't really, you know, ages in reverse. We're all looking like, that's Wendy Liebman, by the way. But we, we all. You don't uh, steal jokes. You don't. No, I no, I, I say who my joke You've is. always credited. But okay. So back to, well, I'm sorry. Well, we go well, off on tangents. Well, too. I mean, like when he's growing up, you're learning about Looney Tunes. You're being exposed to all this stuff. Then you're starting to pick up a pencil, you said, and then you're starting to draw. That's the thing. You're yeah. a pretty phenomenal artist. It's, I could draw right now for you. Uh, you guys have so a pencil many and things that are annoying about um, yeah, we, And that's another one of them. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it was Is one of those things on? where, where it was, uh, it was like a little bit of the the art. Just give him a post-it note yeah. and watch what's gonna happen. Oh, Elizabeth's got oh, there it. There we go. Elizabeth does everything. You did offer. Oh, Eric, you I just, did I offer. I just don't also want to like damage your table. Oh, don't oh please worry about damage it. Or if you have a sharpie. Ooh, uh, then I would need a second piece of paper. But you know what? Let's just do it like this. Let's just do it. Watch. Here. So mm. I mean, it's like. Uh, oh, see, you haven't. I didn't. I don't want to like lacquer. I don't He's the guy like, when you're at a party and they go, "Hey, you know, we're gonna play Pictionary." I'm like, "Eric's team." They're like, "Hey, the, the pizza hasn't arrived and the magician hasn't showed up." Uh, hey, Eric, oh, wait, here's uh, another. Oh, here's. The, is this one better? This is a little penny thing. This is this is pretty good. It's um, Marvin the Martian. Yes, isn't that lovely? He's a bowling ball with a Spartan helmet on. See, and, oh then, and I did that all off microphone. How unprofessional! <laughs> when when I am in animation mode, it's kind of like you you kind of like lose all uh, uh how per, fast perception that was. of of time. Marvin the Martian and. Uh, uh, right here, you could buy this for only three ninety nine. No, we're keeping it in and here. The, in the only person yep. we got one bidder, and it's Eric's mother. Um, but um, Eric, uh, you do yeah. the, sign it. You oh, do the voice okay. of Marvin the Martian. I will. Since sure. we're talking, since you as you're signing that, because we haven't really said this out loud, what the heck? Let's just start listing some stuff. Thanks, Eric. Okay. Yes, Earth creature. Tell me if I'm right, Bugs Bunny. Uh, that's right, Doc. What's up? I hear voices too. Ain't, ain't I a stinker? Oh, I see you got Marvin's good side. (laughs) Daffy Duck? Yes, I would do it, but it's not a pandemic-friendly voice. I'm so glad we're at least six feet away from my bill. Tweety? Ooh, I thought I taught a very highly decorated table. 
Marvin you, the Martian? Yes, uh, I believe we've done this one already, <laughs> but for, for the sake of the show, Earth Creature, I'll do it again. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker? <laughs> That's it. That's all That's I can all do. Is- you know, already I was like, oh, my nose is going to start bleeding. <laughs> That's like one of those, like, yeah, hurts, I need to right? be facing the wall when I do this voice. Um, Porky Pig? Uh, I, I did it for a, a, spe- a space jam, uh, but that honor usually falls upon Mr. Uh, Bob Bergen. He's, okay. he's one of those guys that I feel like he's he's turned it into uh, an art form uh, <laughs> and, and, and has done it justice. But you did it in a little film called Space a little, Jam. Uh, a it little was a little fifth. independent film. A little film. independent film that we're hoping to... Uh, With no stars in it at all. It's going to maybe Zero. break out. I believe it was about <laughs> soccer this time, exactly. not Exactly. Elmer Fudd? I'll be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbit. <laughs> Who I think, if they ever did a live action movie, it could be Seth Rogen. Oh, if, definitely. Uh, oh, I'll be yeah. very, very quiet. <laughs> like he has the laugh. He's already got the laugh. I'm hunting wabbit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he actually could. And, <laughs> and I, so I, I got Seth the munchies. Yeah. You're now going to do all of Seth Rogen's stuff. If, you know, or or uh, John C. Riley could be a good Elmer Fudd. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, That's uh, bad too. Or, or a good Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, uh, yes. how he was you know, great as Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Puss in Boots? Uh, that is correct. I am a voice match uh, for Antonio Banderas for Poos in Boots. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the, the uh, voice se- match, senior? not an ab match. No, no, you know, no. like I can't do the abs of Antonio or the bank account, but I could definitely so copy the voice. I have account. a question for you because we could, we could be here all day, which I could easily do and just nerd out and be so totally happy. <laughs> but my question is, every single thing you watched growing up, did you try to mimic? I think almost every child does at some point, right? Like when you're watching. I realized I was terrible at it by eight. (laughs) No, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like it's uh, kids just they'll they'll do voices or think that they're doing good voices and they're not because they're kids. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. When they does your son do voices? He does, and you know what's crazy about my son is that he knows the difference between like when I'm doing it or Mel Blanc or real. So he's got the ear already too. Yeah, no, like. I was in the kitchen making him a little lunch, and he was just uh, just a few feet away in the living room watching Fast and the Furious Spy Racers, which is like an Ed DreamWorks uh, Netflix cartoon. Okay. And he goes, Dad, and he pauses it. He goes, is this you? And then he rewinds it, and it's this uh, completely over-the-top German character that I was doing, and I forgot that I did the episode, and I go, yes. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, oh my God, You not only do you know my voices, but also the bad ones, like yes. the really bad acting. Well, like... our kids are our greatest critics. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. He's like, yes, that jacket does make you look bad. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, oh God. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. that's really cool. So he really does have the ear because that's yeah. young. Right? No, Eric, but Eric is one of those guys when we're reading all the things. You think you're a voiceover actor and you're like, I'm oh. pretty good at what I do. Mm. And then you sit next to Eric and you go like, and now I'm going to find something else to do. No, with the here's rest the thing, though. It's like there are like the freaks that do, you know, the weird impressions. But, you know, I sit there, I listen to yourself in a session and it's like, that's just that's just solid acting. Oh, God. I wish you know that what I mean? True. He is and that's really the kind amazing of stuff at improv, too. That, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wish that were actually accurate. Very that is, sweet. You're like the eternal leading man in oh, almost everything that we play. If only He's my sidekick, true. though. I oh, am right. your sidekick. That's true. You were the leading. You were the. You were by far the lead in Kim Possible. <laughs> Which, it, by the way, if, you, if there's ever... I have some really good tea for you. Okay. If there's a reboot of KP, Kim Possible, because you, you know... Acronyms. Oh, yes. We've heard some... Some gossip. Some grumblings. Yes. You want to tell them? Well, we just, so the, we worked with. We don't with, know if there's a We reason. worked with uh, a director who you are very familiar with, Miss Lisa Schaefer. Yes. Who we love to death. She is the one who cast us on Kim Possible. And we were talking about if, if and when there is a reboot of Kim Possible. Some of the people she got on the show were just insanely amazing. And some, unfortunately, have passed. And one of those is Ricardo Montalban. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we were like, who is going to play senior, senior, senior? And before we even got it out, she was like, Eric Basel. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> well, Ricardo Montalban, again, is like one of those amazing performers that, you know, once in a lifetime. Like, I was old enough to see Fantasy Island. Yeah, like, yeah, Fantasy me too. Island. Yes. 
And then in uh, The Naked Gun with Leslie oh. Nielsen. Oh, I remember The Naked Gun movies. Those were fun. So, yes, they the said that guys. you would be cast in. I mean, it was Ricardo Montalban, Gene Smart, Gary Cole, some of the people He's going to do all on. those characters. So don't worry. Elliot Gould. Yeah, now it's just. Well, uh, and now Kim Possible starring. For me, it's Eric either Bowser. me or, or another voiceover artist, Christian Lance, who is uh, phenomenal. He, he also has a, a very spot on Antonio Banderas and uh, I believe if you you know do you guys ever just sit around and do dueling Banderas's well there was an episode <laughs> of Banderas. dueling Banderas's <laughs> the name of our that? band actually. <laughs> how great was uh, the two of you going back yeah, and forth yeah we we actually kind of did because he he did a very somewhat similar voice for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2012 reboot. Oh, okay. His character's name was Fishface. Okay. For the series, not for the... Yes. Okay, I got yes. you. For the live action? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was definitely like in the vein of uh, an Antonio or a Mr. Montalban. And then they did another recent uh, reimagining of Ninja Turtles yeah. where they had us play brothers and basically just do our kind <laughs> Dueling of... Dueling Banderas's. Yeah. That's so awesome. it was kind of funny to be in the same room as him oh. and just hearing that. It was like, <laughs> it's like yelling into a cave. It's like an echo. It, like a, an amazing <laughs> echo, yeah. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the only... TMNT. TMNT. That's what the kids call it. Let me, let me throw you some, let me throw but you some tea. But which tea are you talking about? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the turtle tea, guys. The only gro show I watched growing up that I have never been cast in even that, one line okay. ever is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That blows my mind. Because ever. I'm like, you would be amazing as almost all... Oh, absolutely. I've come close on every single role. That's and so never insane. once been cast. Never Not once. even once as Leo, nope. though? Nope. Come on. No, no. Never he would be as a great, anyone. I never thought about that. Never as anyone. Great. I've always come close and never been able. That's the same with G.I. Joe. I did really? two shows growing up that were my favorite. Yeah. And uh, no G.I. Joe either. I loved because G.I. Joe was the best. It was like, And you it's know, like, it's so. I Flint. Mean, yeah. Well, that one was like, I have. I don't even remember the last time they did like a G.I. Joe. Well, weren't you in, re you were in Resolute, weren't you? I was in Resolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, I think that was the last G.I. Joe. They, they had it? something after that. Did they really? There was another so. one? I believe so. Which one was the, is the one you did, the one that Marsden was Duke? Or was that the one after? I think that was the one after Resolute. Okay. Who were you in Resolute? I was uh, Storm Shadow, Tunnel Rat, and Destro uh, of all people. Can I please hear your Destro? Uh, you know, it's crazy. I did uh, an Arthur... Uh, Arthur Berghardt, who was the original Destro. Yeah. Had, like this kind of voice. But he's actually a Scottish arms dealer. Yeah. If you ever... He is. That's again, his backstory. if you're a nerd like me, uh, yeah, you I know all this. You are. You guys love each I other. I know all this. So I did an <laughs> Arthur Berghardt, but with a Scottish accent. So it almost sounded like <laughs> a Sean beefy Connery. Sean Connery. Yes. <laughs> Sean yeah. Connery is... Oh, Sean, man. If Sean Connery and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, That's had, a, had a baby. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's when yeah. anybody asked me what role I would play, I would I always pick Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander, yeah. Because I, I don't think I've ever played a bad guy in my life. He would really? love to play a villain. <laughs> they, never have, they never have to play the bad guy. But, but just your own voice as Cobra Commander, oh, yeah, that's though. All right. uh, can we all... Uh, he's like, he, but he Joe, sounds uh, so nice under that nice mask. mask. Yeah. Hey, can we just maybe get Duke to lay down his arms so yeah. we can... We're trying to take over the world here, people. Imagine, like, yeah, like Rick a, a, a big meeting like, like, with that sound coming out of that, that helmet is, like, the Okay, so thing. I just told you, and I think that's pretty important, the one role I would do if I had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Is there any oh. role you've never done that you want yeah. to do? Batman. <gasps> really? Yeah, I've never the been Batman. Thickens. Wow. I've never been Batman. Now, would you be a new Batman, like I was a new Batman, or would you? Yeah. Be, do you want to be Bruce? I well, you know, I mean, so many great questions. He's in, coming for your job. No, I mean, <laughs> that'll be better out of I, me. I, no, I cast no, no, him no. over like, me. Are you I, I would. I mean, uh, come on, Batman Beyond. Like I grew up watching, like every day after school, that Warner Brothers block for whatever it was reason. A pretty great block. It was like it? Freakazoid talking about Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. Freakazoid, Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Batman the Animated Series, and then Batman Beyond. Yeah. Yes. And that was like. It was amazing. I was loved cool. I loved that show and was a huge fan. Yes. And I I hope. And I'm like, when? I was like, come on, Well, Warner I can't tell you without any shadow of a doubt, I'm by far the best Terry McGinnis there's ever been. Well, yeah. I, I mean, only one. Only one. Unbeatable. Only one. Unbeatable. Literally the best one ever. <laughs> yeah. Just so you That's know. That's amazing, though, if you think about it. <laughs> like, for, how yeah. many Bat Batman have there been? There have been a lot of Batman. It's like it's weird to say that. There's yeah. been a lot of Batman. There's a lot. Yeah, well, this is what Bruce Tim would tell me. So Bruce Tim, who created Batman the Animated Series, created Batman Beyond, he said that the great thing about the Batman character was that like when the movies were really dark, the cartoons were really light. Right. You know, like the Christian Bale 
movies came out and it was like Batman Brave and the Bold. And when the movies were really light, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger ones, the, the cartoons got really dark, he said, because there always has to be a Batman for everyone. Like a contrast. So there has there's to always, be... there's the dark Batman for the adults. There's got to be lighter ones for the kids. But Kevin just approached it as a straight up Shakespearean. Actor. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. I, I, I've talked to him too about that, where it's just like, it's hard for me to hear anyone in that role, but also that like the show in its entirety, the style of the show, the writing of the show, the tone of the show. I mean, Andrea, Andrea Romano, yeah. and yep. you got to work with her on Batman Beyond. We have yeah, to have she's her on first. The show. She cast me first. Oh. Yeah, she we will have be to because she's She'll mentioned be in on. every single episode. She will be so coming. It's amazing. I think I was one of the last people to work with her before she went into retirement. Really, and that was on Puss in Boots. Yeah, that was the first time I was ever nominated for an Emmy. Was was because she of that. She can pull it out of you. There's, I know, she's a f just an insanely talented woman. She was one of the first people I started working with. When I was doing the Ricardo Montalban impression on El Tigre, the adventures of Manny Rivera, and and I was so green, like greener than Kermit the Frog's snot. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, and that's green. Yeah. With chunks in it. Uh, uh, but, uh, like, but she said, I don't know what happened to you. Like, you know, in a year or two, like, just... I now, what does that mean? It. I don't know what happened to you. What, what did she mean? I'm curious what she meant you by that. You sucked, then you got better. But is that what she meant? I mean, is that what she meant? That yeah, you could? No, it I, was... I believe so. It was like, you know, and, and that's the best policy, really. I can't ever really. see you sucking at this. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, walk it back. So how did you fall into voice work? Going from, and I, I'm going to say. That's right. See, this I, is where going back, going back to where we I started think, trying I to think get back it, to this There's going to be so many beginnings to this show. That's it's the greatest. Be great. That's what we love. We love that. It was like maybe one of the last jobs I worked in animation was actually on El Tigre at Six Point Harness. So I was working as a character layout artist. So I would be the guy that you would, I would take a storyboard and I would flesh out poses of these characters, final poses, and then those poses would get animated by somebody else. I'm sorry, stop very quickly. Flush out, does that mean you're, doing the color or I'm doing like the full, like so a storyboard would be the rudimentary crude, like it could be a stick figure of you know Kim Possible like in this pose right. I would be the guy that would do the final pose of Kim Possible like full on draw it out like and full it, out cool, character cool, cool. and then someone would take like six drawings of mine and then in between them so they would animate right like those six the magic. solid poses cool. yeah yeah and that actually the job that I do now is actually quite glorified I I don't even think that that exists anymore in TV animation because the storyboard artists now practically animate on computers. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, they still like hand draw, sure. like even though it's digital. Right. But I'm saying it's like they, if you've seen a family guy animatic, which is the voice with the storyboard, it's like the thing's animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, You're basically done. Yeah. So yeah. when they ship it overseas or wherever it goes to get animated, there's no, there's nothing really lost in translation. Right. There's not a lot of room for error at that point. Yeah. You're not going to be doing like a lot of retakes, you know. Sure. Again, I'm a nerd and you guys are like, hmm. Retakes? No, yeah, I always got They're it like, one, so I didn't understand what you're talking until about. He stops talking. Exactly. Then we no, can talk I, to him about Batman again. I don't know but, retakes. But yeah, I, I was going to say uh, that was like the last job that I did because I had auditioned for Jorge Gutierrez and his wife, Sandra Ikiwa. They they created El Tigre. Mm -hmm. They also just did Maya and the Three for Wait Netflix. Wait a second. So you're animating the show and so, you auditioned to be on the show? Yeah, I, I had auditioned to be in the pilot for El Tigre. And, uh, did they know that you did voices? And you, you were you trying to find a way in? So Jorge, the creator of the show, was like, you have to do this. I want you to do voices on this. I think you're great. Because you have a really magical talking voice, too. It's weird. But I'm just uh, still thinking about you. So you're animating the thing. Yeah. At that point, that was like, that was it. I was like... I had got on the show. Nickelodeon really did try to not hire me because <laughs> they're like, <laughs> okay. is this guy a psychopath? Who is this person? Like, he's never, I don't see any credits. I don't know who he is. Right. He's not even American. His uncle gave he's him a Canadian. pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His crazy uncle kept sending him newspaper clippings. Uh, we don't hold it against you that you're Canadian for the record. No, well, most you know. of us. I love but, Canada. <laughs> I got married in Canada. Really? Yeah, at Banff. Really? Wow, mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. That's where I got divorced. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just kidding with you. I'm just kidding. That's a beautiful I've place never to get been married. Too. So, so there you go. How could I get divorced if I was never if married? I was never married. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got on the show. We had been recording episodes, and it was just one of those things where I was like, well, this is it. I'm going to be on a show. This is going to go on for 30 years exactly. like The Simpsons. I already bought my house. And I, I started talking like John Lovitz at that point. And after I quit my job, they canceled the show. 
And I was like, damn it. And I, I went crawling back to animation. Oh, really? And I was like, well, this is awkward because I uh, just quit and I told everyone to F themselves as I left the building. No, I'm just kidding. Fam- F no. for family, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. F for family. That's like the, yourselves, that everyone. the George Costanza. Like, yeah. That you just showed up back to work the next day and pretended it didn't happen. Yeah, right. I was like, what are you talking about, guys? <laughs> I never left. Uh, no, Six Point Harness, one of the best animation studios in Hollywood. They do lots of stuff for Adult Swim, Nickelodeon, obviously, and sure. Cartoon Network. But they were always encouraging toward me chasing my dream as a voiceover artist. Oh, that's nice. They knew. They're like, you're actually so much more better at voices than you're at drawing. So, <laughs> so please leave. Uh, which should tell you something because you're pretty good at drawing, yeah. too. Well, so, thanks, guys. Yeah. I Thank mean, you. come on. Let's be you honest. You do own an original. I do. <laughs> actually, uh, you know where I think I own another original? If I'm not wrong, didn't you draw a picture on my bathroom I did. wall? Yeah. I so did. I own another original. And I think I drew belly bag. You did. It was a fanny pack. I th- you did. Is this a party that you had? Yes, yeah, so I have a bathroom in my in my house off the theater that we just have pens in, and anybody who has movie quotes can just write on the wall. You write up all your favorite movie quotes, so it's just covered in movie quotes. Yeah. And Eric came over because you have friends. See, I, you do have friends. Well, I hired most of them. Oh, okay. Um, it was Eric and a bunch of paid extras, and then he, I walked in, and, and there's Mitch all these. Yeah, I've got my uh, exactly Mitch, and uh, was that for that was was that Transformers? Transformers. It was a Transformers party. Yeah. And I've got uh, all, so I've got a, a original Bowser on my. On my wall. That's cool. Which is, which is very, very cool. Yeah. So. But uh, going back to animation, I found out that shows don't last forever. I clearly was wrong. So. And I went back and I actually, without any leads at that point, the show had been canceled. I quit again and was like, this is it. This is the kind of leap of faith that you might have to take to force yourself sure. to start booking. Yeah. You know? Did you have an agent? I did. You did. Okay. I did. Cynthia McLean okay. at uh, SBV. Okay. Still my agent. Great. So that was the kind of like uh, thing that I needed to do, the the fire that you have to light under yourself to kind of be Take better. Take next step, yeah. And, you know, work with people like Andrea Romano. And then two years later... Uh, We've been told a lot, and we, we tend to agree with this, is that the acting part of it kind of comes into play. It's not just that you have the voice nailed. Right. Do you think that it maybe in that year and a half that you kind of like something... Is that what it was? Well, I mean, you know, you start going into rooms. I think the the first really gigantic big cast that I was a part of after that was Ben 10 Omniverse. Mm-hmm. I was in yeah. that, I think. And, uh, yeah. An episode or two, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're sitting in a room with people like Bumper Robinson and uh, Tara Strong yeah. and Yuri Lowenthal yeah. and Jeff Bennett and Rob Paulson and John DiMaggio. And you're just like, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Like The imposter s- syndrome sinks in a little oh bit. Yeah, my I gosh. still get it. I still get it. And I'm talking about that the the first car- one of the first Cartoon Network studio rooms where we were actually three people on a mic. So, wow. That is really intimidating. Being in a room and you're sitting on the floor and you're like <laughs> listening to, you know, Yakko Werner and Johnny Bravo have a conversation <laughs> in dueling Don Knotts voices, <laughs> but still being able to pull off a scene that yeah. makes you want to cry. Yeah. In goofy voices. So yeah. that's the kind of thing that you're like, well, I got the goofy voices down. And uh, I still have a Canadian accent. <laughs> Do you? So, no, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say. No. Only when I go back. Do you really? And you then, pick it like, up again? I slowly a? start sounding like the McKenzie brothers from SCTV. <laughs> Take okay. off it. There's yeah. an A. That yeah. A. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was kind of like being in those kind of big rooms you're kind of just like, man, it's not just about the voices. you got to level up. It's about the acting. Yeah. And the voices will come later Yeah, if they need you to be wacky. You could definitely show your range by being completely off the charts, but you got to be able to be able to be reeled back yeah. if they need you to be. But and you also have to admit, there are very few actors like yourself that have the combination of the two. Because I think there are some people that can act and can't do a whole bunch of voices. I think I'm a decent actor. I can't do 50 voices. I've never been able to do that. And then there's people that can do a whole bunch of voices, but until maybe aren't that great as an actor. I gotta say though, until maybe you're asked to or be pushed to. I I've done it a couple times, but not to that now. extent. Not to that. I mean, there's some people. I mean, again, the marriage of being able to do the number of voices that you do with the acting talent is. Pretty, we could do it right now on your show. We, we could break down a character like Bugs wow. or Tweety and see if we could get you guys close 
to that voice if you'd like. Oh man, I'm down for anything. Right How now. could I want... you? Could you? You honestly think you could teach us right here to break down a voice like Bugs or Tweety? Yeah, let's go. All okay, right. I'll so, do Tweety. You do Bugs. What, let's let's okay. both try. Let's both try. It. It's okay. funny because okay. for me, they kind of live in the same. I, I say a lot of Mel's voices live in the same house, just in different parts of the house. Okay, so I say Bugs lives on like the second floor, uh, closest to the attic where Tweety lives. Tweety lives in the top floor because he okay. he's all the way up here, right? And he has a weird uh, affectation, like a baby kind mm-hmm. of voice. Yeah. But I honestly feel <laughs> also, by the way, that they pitch the hell out of uh, that voice. They pitch mm-hmm. it up. Pitching, uh, for people that may not know, is when they digitally go in tweak. and kind of tweak. Yeah. And you think they're doing that for you higher. as well? Is oh, it... they have to, yeah. But but even before digital, when they were on three-quarter inch tape for Mel, they would they would pitch it up. Did you know that Daffy's voice is actually Sylvester's voice, but pitched up? No. Yeah. Same voice? Wow. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna shield you from my saliva and Sylvester. If a big floppy hungry cat that always wants to eat that canary. But if you just change the attitude to you're despicable, like like in yeah. that same arena and pitch that voice up, now it just becomes Daffy. Daffy. Oh. But when I do Daffy, it's it's the self-pitched version. Right. So you don't have to do it. My version of Daffy is Richard Dreyfus with a lift. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Bob, I'm on vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All this little shark Mr. Vaughn wants to do is eat and make little baby sharks. Wow. It really is a miracle of, of life. Yeah, um, it's just Jaws. All Jaws quotes. <laughs> Jaws quotes. With a lisp. Uh, but let, yeah, let's try Bugs. If, if you could start, you know, by just almost putting your voice here. Almost putting your voice here. Yeah, and kind of start pushing it towards your nose. Kind of start pushing it towards your nose. And then start doing like a New York, Brooklyn-type accent. And then do like a New York, Brooklyn-type accent. (laughs) And it becomes uh, your version of Bugs or a very spot-on Joe Pesci. You see see what I mean, though? So you gotta, it's up here a little bit. I mean, it doesn't sound like Bugs at all to me. And it doesn't sound like you at all to me, which is amazing. Interesting. So it's just kind of changing where you put the stuff. But then if you add the the lisp, like we were talking about. Now stop, now stop doing the New York. Okay. And stay here. Stay here. Now start talking like with a baby accent, like I taught I taught putty tat. I taught I taught putty tat. And then you take that and you put you pitch that up and it becomes Tweety. This is crazy. This is the coolest podcast ever. Crazy. But now are you? So now you can change that from I hear voices to I do voices. (laughs) I do voices. But again, I I am. So we heard another interesting thing, which was somebody said, "Don't like try to do the character. Don't try to do somebody doing the character." Right. So it's like, you know, I don't want to do Eric Bowser doing Bugs Bunny. Right, yeah. I want to try to do Bugs Bunny. But at the end of the day, isn't that just then trying to do Mel Blanc? Kind of, yeah. I, I, You know, I, I talked about this in a, in a recent interview where it's like, I, even growing up as a kid, you know, when Mel Blanc passed away, it was it was pretty sad. And, and I was like, you know, I was just a kid. I, I, I was sad enough to understand, like, what that meant. But I was still like, okay, like, moving past what he did in the original 40 year run of Looney Tunes, watching like all the stuff come out in the eighties where it, it wasn't him. Like I knew that. Right. But I could still appreciate who was doing the voices. So like, I got that with the Muppets. Yeah. I got that. I I really got that when Jim Henson passed. I got that kind of Steve Whitmire, but you have a day or two of that's not Jim Henson. Right. And then you kind of go, okay, it's not Jim Henson. Like but it's still the Muppets, and they this mean something. Now but I still it. like the character. Yeah, yeah. And I still I can appreciate what that person is is bringing to the table. And You've been what? Muppets too, haven't you? Ah, yeah, waka waka, uh, Fozzie Bear, Fozzie. Yeah. <laughs> I course. thought you were gonna swear. No, Fozzie, Fozzie. Every time I stub my toe. Do you maintain? I mean, we've talked about our voices getting thrashed before, but I mean, you've got a. How do you? Prepare a for question. a session, well, and then how clearly do you... I don't go to the gym, as you can see, because this there <laughs> are cameras the everywhere. My, my vocal gym is watching Looney Tunes like an hour a day. Really? Yeah, and... I, I watch it with my son. I'll watch at least like at least I wouldn't say an hour, but like uh, like four shorts, uh, like almost every. And are other you day. working along with it or no? I mean, I'm just listening. That's it. So it is. You're <laughs> yeah. just listening along, and that's your. But then I'll be training. like, you know. Say, little fella, where are you off to? Uh, South Pole. And then I'll like, I'll look at like my son, and he's like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> like he's Arches like, critics. Yeah, yeah. Arches. Yeah. When you we're must... at the schoolyard, you know, at the park, 
I'm like, you know, like classic dad on his phone at the on the bench, and he's like, Dad, come over here and do the voice, you know? Oh. And then I do it, and then he's like, okay, go, go, go away, go away. Yeah, but that's here. the thing. I mean, can you imagine where it's like, and now, Johnny, who do you have? This is my dad. He works at a bank. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good career day. And uh, this is my dad, Eric Bauza. He does the voices of everything. I mean, can you, walk, can you imagine that I career I can only day? imagine, honestly. So there is a question I wanted to ask, and you, you brought up your son. What is story time like? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You must be a great. We we do we do uh, you know uh, we we do the characters. We do as many different things as possible. It, it is fun. It's awesome. It is That's fun. what you're trying, it, trying to say. It's amazing. But I mean, you said we were talking before. Your son is a big Star Wars fan. He is. So yeah. are you doing all the Star Wars characters for him as he's reading stuff you know, and playing with the toys? Yeah. And, I mean, we were we spent about a good solid hour yesterday playing uh, with our Ghostbusters toys and. You know, I was trying to do my best Dan Aykroyd, you know, impression. Not even like the Frank Welker uh, race dance, but uh, Gozer the Gozerian. You know, I was doing like the whole wow. speech. And, uh, yeah. Every time. Who does your taxes? Yeah, Someone asks yeah. if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> yeah. But so, anytime I do Bill Murray, it's just Garfield. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, yeah. So you're a big, Lorenzo you're music. big yeah. fan of Ghostbusters, you and your, your oh, son. Big, big I'm time. actually a huge fan of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Big that time. new Ghostbusters was fantastic. What, did you like it? I, I haven't seen it yet. I freaking loved it. it Is was it good? Yes, it's it's dude, Paul Rudd's in it, right? Yes. I heard it's good. I like him. So. Please go see it. Okay. Please. How many voices were you in that? Zero. <laughs> I was, and they had they had, they had an opportunity. Well, uh, yeah, where where was... Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was going to say, where? well, thanks for ruining that. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Oh, Next time we find out Darth Vader's Slimer. Luke's... What? It's not like they could kill his character. Off. Actually, don't think it was Slimer. Exactly. I'm sorry. I don't think it was Slimer. I don't think no, it was Slimer. Don't try to... Don't, you, you just don't go watch it, please. I'm going to go watch it. Talk about it. You know, apparently the original script was written so well for, for Bill Murray that in the entire film, and they won't say which one, there's only one line he ad-libbed in the entire film. Every other line Bill Murray said in the original Ghostbusters was scripted for him. Wow, he's And that's wow. that's pretty impressive when it's Bill Murray. Yeah. When the lines are written so well that... They go check out the blooper reel. They're, they have multiple takes of so many of those classic scenes that Do we they? all know. Okay. And it's like, it's pretty funny to see what, aside, aside from what we all know... The alternate versions of the things that you know of these well-known scenes are out there that are now like because you know they cracked open the vault. And yeah, you're a big nerd with that stuff, though, aren't you? Like I am with film. Yeah, like and what's, yeah. Your, what's your and, nerddom? Yeah, your I biggest mean, nerddom. Ah, man, it's a tough one. I'd say Ghostbusters is number one, and then like Ghostbusters is number one, really. For as far as Ghostbusters like, is like my number two. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what's your number one? Well, I don't know if I know as much as you, but I'm passionate about Ghostbusters, and okay. like. I like cried. Like maybe my husband who was sitting oh next to me my gosh, when yeah. I watched this last movie. Like, okay, I was don't crying. give it away. Oh my God, don't give it away. <laughs> no, now no, I have no, to go it see it. It wasn't at any particular point. I just, no, cried, I just cried the, the entire whole time. time. <laughs> as soon as the lights went dim in no, the theater. No, as soon yeah. as they started the music. Like the music of right. it was yeah. amazing. That's actually yeah. pretty yeah. interesting you say that because, you know, that see, was. See, I'm a nerd. That was a big aspect. Cool. They were they were going for they actually just you know note for note almost took the entire original score of the first one, which was a phenomenal. Score. El Elmer Bernstein, who yeah. also did like American Werewolf in, yeah. in London, um, crazy. It stuff. was you know that's such nostalgic uh, music that. It, it, it becomes a character yeah. on its own. It was absolutely yeah. important for so, that. They yeah. honored that, and they didn't honor it in the movie before, which maybe we don't need to talk about. And they didn't honor it in the movie after the first one, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters yeah. the original. It was more like 80s synth. It, well, you know why? Because I think Beverly Hills Cop had come out, and that theme song from Beverly Hills Cop was oh, so popular. wow. And it was all synth that they went, that's the way we've got to do You know, wow. now that's what it's got to be very from now on. Interesting. And then they did, what was it, with Bobby Brown? That he did the yeah, second. Yeah, he did. He did one of the songs in it, for, and then Run DMC, and then Run DMC did yeah. it. So they were kind of, I think, going more more hip hop, but also more synth because that was the big thing at yeah. the time, yeah. and it changed the whole soundtrack, which then kind of changes the whole vibe of the film. I mean, it yeah. really does. People don't realize how important soundtracks are. Oh, and, yeah. and, but again, Huge. also in animation. I mean, you go back oh, my and God. you watch some of the original uh, Warner Brothers stuff. Well, going back to like, yeah, if we're going to go back to Looney Tunes, yeah, yeah. Stalling, but if we're going to go Batman, it's like, oh, you know, Danny Elfman. Yeah. You know, it's and, like... and Batman the Animated Series, too, with the full orchestral soundtrack on, a, on an animated Huge. show, yeah. which we talked about with Kevin, mm -hmm. just changed, I mean, changed everything. For, yeah. Uh, just Wait, made did Danny Elfman... Danny Elfman was involved in that? No, no, no. Danny Elfman okay. did did the, the original the Batman, movie. Movies. Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. The Batman yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I but. think he did the theme song. No, he did the theme song from Batman the animated series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think it was Christopher 
Carter, I think, did Beyond. Did that awesome kind of uh, very nutsy one from Beyond. Yeah, yeah very, very kind of very cool. modern. But it does. It it gets it. You know, can can change the whole vibe of something. The music that that you bring in absolutely. And, and, and like you see Looney that in Tunes, animation too. There are some shorts where they're not even talking, like Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote. Oh yeah, where I it's mean, like all music. Yeah, absolutely. And Fantasia. Right. I mean, look at look at the scenes in Fantasia. Yeah. You know, it's Mickey Mouse cutting stuff up, and you just got the orchestral score underneath it. And he, I don't think he said a word in Fantasia, did he? For the most part. Yeah. No. I mean, it's no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's just the well, music can can do that. So and also too, it can link generationally the the characters. Right. So right. even if your son can tell the difference between your Bugs Bunny and Mel's Bugs Bunny, the music can still hold. The structure together, together yeah. even if it's that yeah. nuance. Well, especially with Looney Tunes cartoons, which is the one that I'm in for, for HBO Max, they are like, if you listen to that, it's, it's the whole sc it's scored. This quite amazingly scored to like, like full orchestra. That's awesome. Probably he, for the first time in a very long time. That's, uh, you know, you get that, you know where you get that in a huge, huge way is the Star Wars universe. Oh my you know, gosh, Luke yeah. walks on screen, yeah. even if it's in episode whenever, if it was episode four where we first see him, or you know, it's the one of the newer films, and and the Luke Skywalker theme starts. I was gonna say, are you, you watching the new instantly. stuff? Instantly. I've been watching. Are the you new watching stuff, Book though? of Boba Fett? Or have you... I have yep, not. I didn't have... watch Boba Fett. I haven't watched Boba Fett yet. But I watched Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. I, I think once I got what it was, once I figured out it was the A team, then I'm then I was fine with it. Right. You know, it took me a while to get to that mental space because I was just like, oh, he keeps showing up in a town. He's got to solve a crime. And then, oh, it's the A-Team. It's like, okay, once I got there, then I was like, now I can enjoy it can because I'm not that. trying to Star Wars it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm also, um, I'm a lot of times a big fan of less is more. So when right, there's 62 okay. Star Wars shows in the making, it's kind of like, okay. You I, do you feel like we're we're living in that uh, there's too much stuff out there? I do. I do. Like, so far, we were like, have you seen that? And yeah. you're like, nope. Nope. Never even heard of that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm uh, too busy fan. living life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, take, if, if we have to do something in the house, if you want to see my wife have an instant, like, anxiety attack, take her to, like, Tile World. <laughs> where there's like 10,000 samples and she's like, I know I can't. Yeah. She's like, I need two samples in front of me. I need to pick from this one or this one. And that's, and that's what I have to do. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what it's getting like with content. With where it's shows. Just, there's just too it's much a lot. coming. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and I'm like, who's making all this stuff? <laughs> like, and yet, and yet, none of my friends can sell anything, right. which is the, th the, the part that I love, where it's right. like everybody's got content, but no one's buying. That's true. Um, so it's very, very strange. So all in everything you've done all the stuff you've done all the stuff you've watched everything favorite animated character of all time oh man favorite animated character of all time whether you've done the the, the part or not i mean i i'm gonna have to fall back on on bugs bunny only okay. because you know for me he was you know so iconic in everything that he's ever done and ever appeared in and i always thought even especially after you know, in if it's not Ghostbusters for me, the, maybe the next one down might be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, you know, okay. as far as like one of the the greatest movies ever made, uh, for being a cartoon nerd or nut, and just seeing like these characters exist in, in real life with people. You mm -hmm. know, uh, I want to go watch ready, that now. You ready for me to ruin our podcast? <laughs> oh, you don't like Roger Rabbit? Ruin our whole world? You don't like what? Roger Rabbit? I've never seen Roger Rabbit. <gasps> Well, but that's good. You can we can change that. I've never seen Roger Rabbit. You know what? That's we should do I'm a very excited. special episode where where, where we, we we watch. You, we will we will find a theater. Well, we will who, now. Who voiced Roger Rabbit? Charles Flesher. Charles okay. Flesher, who okay. was a stand-up comic. Okay. If you've seen the documentary on how they made that film, I mean, he basically came to set every day dressed up as the character, like the maybe the first ever evidence of a cosplay ever. Wow. Uh, like he, he would was, just call it method acting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, uh, he was basically in character on set all the time to be there to provide the voice. Uh, I'm sure that was like later on. That's kind dumped. of awesome, though. Yeah, but to be there to be that character, which is kind of Im impressive. And that would be your second nerddom, you think? Your second, if you're going down a tier. Yeah, because I mean, it had almost all the all the best cartoon characters ever made in one world. Like, so cool. I actually own an animation cell of the parachute scene where it's Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny on screen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Wow. I remember um, that. Okay, yeah. so now I got to see it because I didn't... I Please see it. I, I will. I, I, thought I, I, I thought I wasn't the nerd. 
No, you, I, I just, yeah, I never saw it. I've never seen. There's we a see- lot of stuff I've never seen, which I probably should. Well, yeah, because at that time you were probably busy working. Yeah, I, yeah, but it was also, you know, so my my best friend in the world, Jason Marsden. Yes, that was like his favorite movie ever, and, and I'm really? not sure I ever. Admit, I think I'd always just smile and be like, "Yeah, awesome," and never admit it to him. Like I've never actually seen this movie. Oh, that would so. be so great. Wait, so two teenage boys didn't just like sit together and like watch like. Be very careful where you're going with what you're saying. You, you, you Watch what, anyone could edit anything could I, at that point. Could, no, because there are way you could have said that without starting with two teenage boys. I don't no, know why that took it to a strange place. Whole, it was meant to. Like, of course, you guys didn't sit down and watch Roger Rabbit together. But why not? We, we Mars and I would sit down and watch stuff together all the time. It's like our yeah. favorite thing. The most fun to this day I've ever had in a movie theater was opening night of Showgirls in Burbank. <laughs> And well, it was I mean, Jason and I and Showgirls. No, it was just because Showgirls. after the first line, like literally, she, I'll never forget this. She pulls a knife on a guy and she goes, chill. <laughs> and somebody in the, in the audience went, oh, no. And it became Mystery Science Theater at that point. Just, it was no holds barred. Just everyone for the rest of the that movie was just like the throwing room. stuff at the screen. Oh, no. Uh, that was it. Oh, and that was it. And then we all just started throwing out lines for I, the whole movie. Oh, it was my so God. So much fun. I miss that experience. And it I'll was t- so much fun. I had that experience once again, except uh, when I watched the, Go- the Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to go back to that. And I was probably the only person living that experience and speaking in. Oh, really? In in the <laughs> which lingo? one? The, the new one? Well, I can't. The... Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. the new one. I went on a date night with my husband, which I never do, and we went to the, one of those fancy places that you can kick up the chair. Sure. And like the eat fancy the fancy places. nachos. They have the nacho, the queso dip, and the kick yeah. up your feet. Oh, you yeah. know when you have children places. when that oh, becomes oh, yeah. the fancy yes. place. It's been two years. <laughs> it was two years. I hadn't seen a movie because of lockdown and everything. Classic. I haven't seen a movie in. You know, in the theaters. So I was like, Mama's going out tonight. Okay. So then we're there and it starts and the music starts. And right. I'm like, You're crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see? My husband's like, shh, shh. And I was like, and I, I swear to God, I turned to him. I was like, don't you take this from me. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I swear. I was Did like, you don't just shush me. I don't all dressed up for the fancy yeah. place yeah. tonight. <laughs> My feet are fully reclined. Fully reclined. I, I want the hot dog and the nachos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I we are going out tonight. Yeah, we got to watch it. Oh, my. All right. Well, this is a perfect place to get us to a fun segue that we have right now. It's called Throw Things at Eric. No. Um, so while that was too fast. I feel like you're waiting. Been waiting to grab this. I'm a mom. Hey, I know how to throw things I fast. Took you know, like check like your watch. Yeah. I took the heavy stuff away. From I come from a long line of shoe throwing moms. Yeah. Wow, that's classic. <laughs> that's classic. I have so many questions. A long line of shoe throwing moms. Anyway, yeah. you, um, your mom didn't throw a shoe at you. The, in the original car? title of this my, show. Wait a second. Not only did she throw a shoe, but you were driving at yeah, the time. No, she was driving. I, I think me and my siblings were in the back fighting, and so she she would shoe. reach down while operating a motor vehicle How? to remove her shoe wear to throw it at you. Moms that's are brilliant. magic. Moms are magic. <laughs> Oh, Moms she's crying like we're watching Ghostbusters. Moms are Batman. Moms that, sounds are, like, that sounds like a Batman move. Apparently. That's like, <laughs> that's, and it was a stick shift, too. Jackie that was the Chan, thing that was yeah, amazing. Like, yeah, Jackie Chan's got nothing on your Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so while we are not quite there yet, we will be uh, for the next round because we're building up uh, everything we have to do. Uh, eventually, I Hear Voices is going to be fully interactive. Okay. So what we're going to have, which is kind of cool, is we're going to have a big screen here and kids from all across the country, adults as well, are going to be able to Skype in, Zoom in, and cool. talk to their, their favorite voiceover actors, but also show us their own personal artwork and have vo- the best voiceover actors in the world put a voice to the oh, characters that they've created. Excellent, excellent. So while we couldn't do a fully interactive this time, Christy, that's the lady who you can throw a shoe at right here. <laughs> no, I'll catch it with my hand. That's she the other will, thing I'm good at. She's mom now, so she's magic. <laughs> yes. She went on her, her social <laughs> media, and we had got a stack of original art from kids and people from across the country. Okay. And we were hoping that we you could, could grab one or two yeah. uh, at random, or and all. we were going to talk about the person who sent it. We've had some from some six-year-olds, some eight-year-olds, some some adults some have sent in some stuff. Somethings, yeah. And uh, you are going to be put a voice, if you would, entertain us to whatever characters you. Pick. So this is like a a blind bag Russian roulette <laughs> with no gunfire. With with the safe version of Russian roulette. Exactly. Oh, oh boy, here okay. we go. Now, now it should say on the top who it is and what their name is. Is there a backstory to this picture, Elizabeth? Because sometimes they have There it. is a backstory. That's a person for sure that um, submitted the drawing. At, this was Let's submitted at 6.48 a.m. Okay, she said, so this is Yuki. Yuki? Yes. Yuki's personality is that 
Yes. People trick her easily because she's not very street smart. She's okay. Christy. It just kind of looks like if I were a character. You guys have almost the same hairstyle. Yeah, I know. And the eyes. Get, you need to get the bandage shot of, the, of the Yuki. Nose. We got it. We're all set. Okay. So we, so got, we got Yuki. And um, if Yuki were a character, I mean, I might not be able to qualify for this because if if Wanna we'll see if you're going to get cast, you know, you never know. I know no, things listen, are very you, political these days. Eric, you, you pitch can... your voice through your nose. Yeah, if you push <laughs> it forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So again, Yuki very an is very bubbly. Yeah, and can get tricked easily. Not street smart. And very how old is the kid that that drew this again? Like, in, I think it's like a 12-year-old kid or something. Okay. It's 10 years old and oh, 10. Evie, correct? Oh, Evie. So this comes from Evie. Perfect. Thank you so She's much 10 for, years the, for old. submitting, Evie. And, I, and I'd have to say that if Yuki could talk, maybe, um, you know, maybe Yuki might sound like this, you know? She kind of has that weird, that cat mouth that kind of... Has like to me like if if you're looking at, at a drawing, the physicality always helps you kind of find a voice. Sure. And if if she is very, uh, you know, bubbly, but I, I don't I don't What's know. Wait a minute. Why is Yuki a girl? Is Yuki a girl for sure? I think Yuki could be whatever. Could Yuki be a wants boy. Be. Yeah. Well, then if it were a boy, he would probably still sound like this because <laughs> I'm not that creative. Uh, yeah, you're but, not creative here. You know, bubbly? I don't know. Would a bubbly person be that susceptible to? Yes, look tricks? at me. This is me. Let me just take this character. It's me, basically. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, then maybe if Yuki's a boy and a little bit more high energy, like it might sound like this. There you know. go. Uh, so wait, what you're saying is that I haven't been drinking water? Yeah, that that would be that would be my Yuki. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do another. Okay, okay. okay it might it might be a cat. We've got a lot. We got a lot of cat submissions. There's a lot of cat lovers out there. A lot of cat submissions. I was uh, on a show called Unikitty. Uh, you were on oh, Unikitty. Christy didn't realize that when she she posted all this on National Cat Day, which is why a lot of people sent it. <laughs> in. That's true. Oh, here's oh, a here's okay. a character. I believe this was based off of me. This is <laughs> this is what I look like when I uh, put on my '80s sweats and I'm nice. at the gym. Who is that? Is that and from Sam? By the Sam? way, that's a lie right that's away because I don't from, go to the gym. This is from um, Sam. This is from Sam. She created the logo. Sam this created the logo. Sam created and the logo for your show for us. And this character's name is, do we know the name? Nope. This is a nameless rabbit. And uh, maybe, maybe he kind of sounds like this. You know, he's, he always has the giggles all the time. And, uh, and, and, and he wants to work out, but he's never going to get around to it. Because <laughs> he is a bit round himself. Uh, and uh, I don't know what we could name him. What would you guys name this guy? He kind of looks like a Sanrio type character, like a Hello Kitty. Like he could live in the Hello like, Kitty universe. I could see that. Like Bunny Boy, or Bun like <laughs> wow, hey Bunny, boy. Bunny Boy, hey there, Bunny Boy. <laughs> well, we clearly know who the uh, antagonist <laughs> is. Eric, of the show. Eric, that's your screen name. Hey there, Bunny Boy. Bunny hey, boy. I always boy. as having just a regular name like Randy. <laughs> I like Don't that. Don't you think? It's I just like, like that. that's Randy. This is Charles. Yeah. <laughs> or, this is Charles Darwin the third. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But uh, for me, I don't know why he kind of sounds like this. And it, it could be maybe lent to like that Seth Rogen type giggling. But uh, Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like he's being thrust into the air by maybe he's he's had too many carrots and he's got a lot of gas. I, uh, that, I, I just saw him. I figure he was just hit by a tennis racket. Oh my gosh. And maybe, he's flying away. Maybe he's a tennis ball bunny. That's what it maybe is. Maybe he could be like like colored like a tennis ball. I like that. Yeah. Oh, a yellow one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but I do I do like this character design. Very, 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 go. very good. Thank you, you Sam. Yes. And thank you, Eric. It has truly been an honor to have you here. Well, I, I had no fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, by the way, this was exactly apparently what it was like when she was at the fancy place watching Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, Please don't say the fancy place. <laughs> fancy place. Almost, I almost drowned. <laughs> the almost fancy got... place. Listen, by the way, is your vocal cords, are they insured? They're not, I'm not Celine Dion. If, if, by the <laughs> no, way, if you you're thought not? if you thought you were talking to Celine today, I did. You're wrong. Okay, well, she has so a Canadian French accent. She is cutting out yes. all the Titanic yeah. questions. There we go. I was not present for Leo uh, or uh, Kate on the the set of uh, my very bad. Titanic. Yeah. Was that your Titanic. Titanic. That was your Celine. No, Dion I was impression. not here. That's very good. Wow. Oh my God. She's very intense. 
Wow. Intense. She's very intense. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me, Celine Dion. When, when did this, why did you wait till the end? I'm, she just I'm actually it really out. modest. You got to start with Celine. Bold. You know, that's the sign of a good host, though. Thank you. you. You're making it about you. You look like you could do some stuff and then jumped in uh, and showed you voice work. That's the way, that's what Christy does. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, clearly, like, I'm, 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 she's hope, never happy with I herself. I hope someone mentions Celine today. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for this every guest. She's like, you think they're going to mention Celine Dion? I'm like, like, I don't know. Did you send him the organically? Did you send him the subliminal message email where every other word is Celine or Dion? (laughs) Just in case. Your limo driver is named Dion. Dion is coming to pick you up. He'll be Selening against a car. (laughs) No, too far. Anyway. Eric, oh I don't even know what to say. It's been an honor to have you on here. It's been a blast. You are Thank the you. most talented human being working today. I'm convinced uh, of I'm it. I'm honored you, to be in the presence of such, such fine actors and hosts, and congratulations, oh. and I wish you guys You're the best. Welcome. Thank you. They're going to pick this up for many seasons. Uh, we don't know. Literally, we're canceled halfway through. All right. Uh, where can we find you? <laughs> yes, this is important. Right here. In the fans. On, in this downtown. At when, yes. Actually, can you guys leave? This is my apartment. You guys. <laughs> I know a lot of people actually really like our place. They want to live nice. here. It's a cool pad, right? But I'm assuming we can find you in the fancy place. The fancy place. Yes. And then also. Eating nachos, pinkies <laughs> up. Eating by pinkies the way. up. Yeah. This, this caviar. <laughs> yeah. Subpar. I'm trying to watch These the new Ghostbusters. Nachos are <laughs> You realize this is date night, Higgins. <laughs> Queso dip. The queso dip is quite uh, I call the, it queso, but... Queso. This is a 92 queso. icy. It's a good year. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. Did you mix the cherry and the blueberry? <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. And you're on Cameo, or yes, right? Yes, okay, yes. Cameo. Uh, I'm doing all of Ken Jong's work, by the way. Everyone keeps saying, <laughs> "Give me a shout out from the Masked Singer host," and I'm like, "Not me, not me." Guys, are you Instagram? Uh, yes. Twitter. Everything is all at at Bowzilla. At I Bowzilla. Do, I had to do something creative with my. And name. now we've only got three hours left. So, what shows right. do you have coming up? So, oh no. I was like, so we're barely even halfway. I guess just HBO Max, uh, there's there's lots coming from Looney Tunes okay. that I that I wish I could talk about now that sure. I can't. Sure. But uh there's definitely some stuff coming that cool. that, that you will be very happy to hear from me again as the characters. And Space Jam is still out there. Go check out Space Jam yes, if you it's haven't. Still, it's still it's out there. Doing, uh, doing pretty darn good, Space it's Jam. It's okay, I guess, you know? It's the, yeah. li- the little engine that could. It is. It's like people really want to see this tiny little film. You get you get a shoe company behind you, then it, anything's possible. It tends to. It's, well, that's, you know, exactly. It's, it's, it's helpful. It's Let's be honest. Helpful. It's it helpful. The word it's out. Helpful. It gets the word out. Uh, <laughs> I do have to bring these shoes back, by the way, <laughs> you at a certain exactly. time. They're exactly. Like, you can wear them. They you just start can't to, have them. You can't keep them. Peeping, yeah. I they turn into pumpkins. They at, do. Uh, yeah. not, nothing's <laughs> for keeps. It's just for fun. It's not for fun. It's, Eric it's, Bowser. It's, uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. you so much for coming and spending the time with us. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Eric. We love you so much. Please thank come you. back again. When we get fully interactive, come back again because we're going to have people chime in and they're going to love to talk to you. I can't wait. Which will be great. And don't forget, they say that youth is wasted on the young. Go prove them wrong. Thanks, everybody. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney and Will Friedle. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. And that was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video stream, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AAM, and Napster. Okay, Will, let's teach you about the internet. The what? (laughs) 